Okay, here we go. Here we go. In All right. Time for bonus round. Okay. I don't know. There was a need to have something to introduce the bonus round. Wow, that was really bad. Holy shit! I tried it. It went so badly. Hello, audience members who have stuck around. You have now entered the Nitwick bonus round. Today, it's basically. I mean, this. I, I feel like this is yeah. So over the course of 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 the show, we sometimes come up with topics that we want to talk about, and we want to talk about it more in depth. And it usually has to do with our weeks. And this week, I finished Blood Bucket Battlefront, and Adam really wanted to talk about it. I really really mm-hmm. want to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it because we didn't get to do the anime episode that we were going to do. We we're going to do an anime mini, and we didn't get to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, just for future reference, when uh, bonus rounds will occasionally, like Zach said, they'll just be kind of extra bits. Uh, so, we hope you'll enjoy this extra bit as we talk about Blood Blockade Battlefront. Yeah, so, Super... although, one small thing. Um, I want to see an Isekai show about the most jaded, hardened veteran soldier with, like, PTSD plunged into a fantasy world where he just wants to live alone in a hermit. It just sounds like wow, the perfect this... guy. It's so it's depressing, yet so much potential How for good How does that have comedy. anything to do with Blood Blockade? I don't know. We were talking about Isekai's and I came up with it. But let's get the Blood Blockade oh, okay. Battlefront. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. So, bit of an introduction. Um, so, we're probably going to go... Uh, we're probably going to be talking about the majority of the series. So, if you have not seen Blood Blockade Battlefront, you may want to turn back before we spoil stuff. Because I have a feeling yeah, we'll we're... probably... We're probably just going to go unfiltered uh, yeah, we're... and chat about kind of anything in the series. So I, I have not watched the second season, so that's off limits. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. is strictly season one of the series. Um, so, yeah, this is your warning in three, two, one. Oh, my God. Big spoiler. Oh, gosh. Spoilers. Just, um, just kidding. So so uh, just to start with my opinion on the show, because I, I finished it recently. Um, do we want to give an overview of what it is first? Right. Yeah, that's probably... Well, this is for people who already know the spoilers, or I guess for I people know, who don't but, care. All right, for the people who don't care about spoilers for this show, um, it is about this guy named Leonardo who has the eyes of God because a great spirit showed up and said, one of you gets the eyes of God, the other of you goes blind. And he and his sister went like, I'll go blind, he gets the eyes of God. And so his sister, who was already in a wheelchair at that point, I think, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is now Michelle blind. Is already... Michelle is getting a really rough deal. Yeah, she gets. I mean, but she offered herself, so, so he didn't uh, have a choice. But he feels super guilty about it. Trust me, you spend the mm-hmm. entire first season of him being very guilty, feeling feeling very very guilty about this. And so, um, this coincides with an event called I forget what it was called actually. It's called the Great Collapse. Yeah, the Great Collapse taking place over uh, New York City, and New York City has basically become this hub for all of the different worlds that kind of co-mingle with each other and all of new york city has kind of been like encased in this dome of fog yeah it's more so, like all of manhattan has been encased in this yeah, dome of fog. that's probably but, more yeah. of the area uh and so leonardo trying to figure out a way that he can restore his his uh, sister's sight goes to uh the great city of hell salem's lot or hell hell salem's lot as hell salem's i don't know the writing in the manga it was called it. jerusalem's lot so jesus what <laughs> so i could see why they changed it to hell why uh, i always call it hell salem. okay this is the first hell thing salem's I, lot the first thing i have to say about this show the american names are very oh oh I was just gonna say, so he goes okay. there and he's looking around trying to find uh, a way 
to restore his sister's sight. And he ends up getting recruited into the super secret organization of Libra, who is, uh, they are the defenders of this city and are trying to make sure nothing crazy gets out of the city or threatens the survival of the world. And the series encapsulates his time with Libra and, uh, and kind of the adventures that go on. All yeah. right, Zach, now okay, so the you may tell me First thing I want to say, some of the names in this show are just like, what the fuck were they thinking? Um, what are you talking about, Zach? They're all, they all make total sense. <laughs> Hail Salem's lots, like, fucking nuts. Um, the, like, a lot of the, like, character names end up being pretty good. Like, uh, Zap, I think, uh, has a, has, it's weird, but it works. Chain Zap is Renfro. Or something, yeah. Oh, is that, is that his actual fucking name? Yeah, Zap Renfro. Oh, God, Zap, I'm sorry. Um, uh, so, and, and then you have other characters like KK. KK, uh, I think, I... I think at one point, so the series has this is very is a very stylized show, and one of the things oh, yeah. it does is when it introduces a new character, it literally has, it, it has the the kind of the text box around them identifying the character. But as you'll fucking... see in certain scenes, that's actually an in universe thing. Oh, like, is it? You'll what? S- yeah. So so Zach, there's a gag in I think season one, but I know at the very very beginning of season two where it's kind of reintroducing everybody, uh-huh. where it's like. You're literally looking from somebody else's perspective at a group of characters and you see their introduction box around them. <laughs> yeah. So this show likes to pull off those kinds of gags and it does it a lot. <laughs> um, um, I'm trying to think what some of the other like crazy characters are. So the characters of Libra are um, there's Leonardo Watch. He, he He's the guy that has the eyes of God. He can see everything. Uh, it's pretty cool. He can see everything and he can also give people his vision. Which right. I, it's just like, damn, that's a neat ability. Yeah, it is neat. Um, he can also, like, fuck with people somehow. I don't know exactly what he does he, for it, but yeah. Basically, he, he takes their vision and then distorts it. Or uh, in a couple scenes, what he'll do is if he's being attacked by a big group of people, he'll be like, okay, Zach now sees what Adam's seeing. Adam now sees what Zach's seeing. Drew sees somebody what somebody else sees from, like, way the hell over in, like, a different country. And he shuffles everybody's vision around and it disorients you because you're, like, looking at yourself. Um, yeah. It's a pretty neat power. It's very powerful, but it's it super... Ac- like, it's really weird, so Zach. The thing is- uh, he has one of the more powerful abilities in the series, but compared to everybody else, it seems very tame. Yeah, his his he has a very powerful ability, um, and it seems very tame, and I think it's because it's paired with a character who is just a regular guy. Like, physically speaking, Leonardo is nothing special. No, Leo's kind um, of a run of the mill. Oh, he, he gets bullied and picked on throughout the entire series. Like, yeah, there's at least four or five scenes of him getting mugged. Yeah, there are a bunch of those. Um, um, I think it's in season one. Isn't there a scene where he's like, "Guys, you got to keep all of your backup money, so when they mug you, you don't lose all of it." I keep mine in my shoe. <laughs> Leo, <laughs> God damn it, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so you get those other characters like, uh, what is the main guy's name? I forget his so name. So there's there's Leo. There's uh, the leader of Libra is Klaus von uh, Wien Re- Wien Reinhardt. Something Reinhardt. Reinhardt. It's very he close is, to Reinhardt, but a Z instead of a T. Uh, he is the eldest son of the von Re- of the Reinhardt's family, and he's oh, the leader man, of what? Libra. He uh, has these gauntlets that he puts on, and he can like he's do like these a- crazy blood. Remember his brain grid blood technique? Yeah, I don't know. Was... I don't understand half of this. He basically, he punched real, real good. That's all you need to know. Yes, he punches That's... very, very good. And he seems to be like 
stern fatherly mentor figure for everybody else well, he he's always supposed to be the he's supposed to be the gentleman character yeah the very the typical gentleman character uh even though he looks like a giant he basically is beast for he looks, x-men he uh, not quite he's not well, quite, not quite but like remember he like he the way his got, head, like his yeah, facial hair no 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 his, fangs. his hair is set up correctly he's got fangs but he doesn't have a lot of like body hair no well wasn't that that episode where he was boxing and he had his shirt off he did, but it wasn't that it's, much. It wasn't beast. I guess it's all in his head, like on his face. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's all really. He gave his, me like, the face. like. He's a very like powerful character. Uh, he's really cool. I like Klaus a lot. Um, he's and pretty then, neat. So after that, there's Zap who does blood magic, and he um, is a striker. He he punches he, things real good. He's kind of a he's a womanizing idiot. Yeah. Uh, he has one of so, my favorite interactions with Leo, and it's that one episode <laughs> where. Uh, so in the episode, they're like, uh, Zap, we need you to go bodyguard for Leo. So instead, Zap uses this entire opportunity to mug Leo and steal pizza from him oh, right. as he's trying to deliver it. <laughs> Leo gets a, a job in the city of, I'm going to deliver pizza. And then Zap it's keeps ordering so it and then mugs him. Yeah, Zap keeps ordering the pizza and then mugs it and steals it from him. It's, it is very stupid. And like, and he gets to the end of the episode and Leo was like, oh, he did it because he was supposed to protect me. Oh, Leo, you're such a cool dude. I was like, no, Leo, Zap's an asshole. Oh, no, Leo, Leo figured that out. Remember the, the bit? It's like, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. As fucking if. Yeah. Um, no, and then uh, and then the other so, character that you meet initially is Chain, who is this woman who wears a suit, can teleport, mm-hmm. and she's constantly referred to as a dog. So um, this is one of the weird things about Blood Blockade Battlefront um, is that some of the characters don't actually get their time in the spotlight until season two. Yeah. Chain barely so, got any season time at all. Chain is this character. Chain's pretty, Chain's pretty cool. Um, but you really don't get any of her personality or what she's about until season two, where actually, there's a whole episode dedicated to her. Okay. So I, I kind of want to get to, to, to those characters a bit later. There's some things I wanted to mention about it. Um, there's KK who also comes up and doesn't have a lot of impact. She has like one episode and then she's gone. Um, I love KK. She's great. KK's great. Um, I forget who's the like. He seems like a professional man who's got like connections and he has ice I powers. Don't... I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, Stephen. Stephen. His name is Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Um, so he's he's also a cool dude, and you get barely any time with him. Uh, mm-hmm. They have the full episode on the guy who's possessed by a demon, essentially. Oh, is that the I I don't remember his name, but there is a character who. And he's not possessed. It's very weird how this one works. Uh, there's a one of the villains in the series says, "Man, I really want the ultimate boyfriend, and my demon boyfriend's so good, but boy, he just looks ugly as all balls. I hate oh, the way he looks. Look at that beautiful man over there. I'm gonna take the beautiful guy's skin, remove all of his blood, take my boyfriend, pulverize him into blood, and then put him in the beautiful boy, and then I will have the ultimate boyfriend." It's like, yeah. So now you have two entities. That's in one. horrible. It's so horrible. Um, but the guy seems cool with it, and the demon yeah. seems cool with it. Yeah, they both seem cool with the situation. Yeah, they, you know, it's, <laughs> it's this you know, odd symbiotic relationship between the two of them. Um, and then there's there is guy with an afro and woman with a shotgun who got like barely any screen time. Uh, they show up for the party. They do, and then uh, they show up at the they, finale they show... for season one, and that's the only time you see them. Yep, <laughs> it's like very <laughs> weird. Um, they're they're uh, part I'll of the this. squad. I think they're the cavalry. <laughs> they. Uh, I'm trying to remember if they. 
Oh, hold on. So the guy who's possessed? Yeah. I never know what his name is. Uh, Dog Hummer and Deldro Brody. Right. Hummer. They call him Hummer. Yep. I don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah. Let's see. There's... Uh, who's Gilbert? Oh, that's the... Bu- um, which character are we talking about? We have Gilbert the Butler, who's Gilbert all the Butler, wrapped up in cloth. Uh, he gets a bit. He gets an episode in season two. That's uh, nice. Uh, so the the Afro guy and the and the girl. Yeah, they do not get an episode in season two. Oh they god, are, are they... they're just kind of like I, we're extra. They they show up more, but um, they're kind of like side characters in this ensemble cast. Yeah, they seem like the side characters of the ensemble cast. They seem like they seem like the mundane characters who are just sort of there to be backup. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we'll hopefully see more of them. It, it'd be cool. Uh, and then uh, I think I think that covers all of them. Oh, right, except for the very unlucky detective. Or oh, uh, Blitz. Blitz, yeah. Uh, Blitz is a world detective who has such bad luck that catastrophe seems to just follow him. But he then also ends up being like entrusted with like super high intelligence things of like yeah. Here, don't let this thing break. Yeah, give it to the guy who causes calamities as he walks. Great, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I think this is a good time to to, to sort of pivot. Oh, towards... hold on. Oh, we missed we missed one other character. You forgot Zed. Oh, I forgot Zed. What a boy. What? Or as I like to call him, Gilmero del Toro's Shape of Water. The character. <laughs> He's a fish uh, man. Zed. Zed is a uh, fellow disciple of this blood technique, like Zap, and they are kind of like. They're supposed to be the same teacher, but totally different polar opposites. Yeah, so so Zed and Zap. Um, so Zed was introduced. Zap shows up from the beginning, but Zed was introduced in an episode called Z's Longest Day. And so you assume it's going to mm-hmm. be Zap. And you get all the way to the end, and it's a new two-episode series. And you start episode two, and like right at the beginning, they make a joke about how it's like, uh, it's like, so it turned like, Hey, did you know both Zap and Zed are both have Z? And I was like, it's God a joke. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think dude, if uh, of the main main cast, uh, I think we got everybody now. Yeah, I think except I think for we have Sonic. One. Sonic is there. Oh right, the, the little monkey, the very fast monkey. So you know, yep. There's Somehow, a character named Sonic in this who's very fast. He's very fast, but he's a tiny little monkey. Not a hedgehog. He's a very tiny little monkey, and he basically is the inciting incident of the entire show because he steals Leonardo's camera and runs off with it. And in the process of trying to get his fucking camera back, he ends up joining Libra. Kind of on accident, but, you know. And saving the city, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, so, um, just want to point out, Hell Salem's lot. How the hell... Okay, so... Yeah, there's some issues about how they rebuild all those it, buildings all the time. It's a really great setting for this because it is it's styled as like downtown uh new york and i think it's got it's just got all these different vibes and everything and it really does feel like that very classic new york image uh and it's done expertly well through the art through the sound like the music is great uh but one thing that always kind of struck me about hell salem's lot is that if you watch it this show loves blowing shit up oh yeah not just like oh that that room is blown up like there's a building that gets thrown or cut in half in, like, the first episode. Yeah. Zach, how the hell are they rebuilding this city I don't know. constantly? I don't know. They're using fucking magic to put the buildings back together. I have they have to be. No but it's idea. Like, dude, I wouldn't want to live in it. All right, no here, here's does. my question. Would you want to live in Hell Salem's Lot? Not even for a day. Not even to visit someone. Uh, not even a damn second. Because one thing you learn throughout the series is uh, 
like collateral damage is kind of the order of the show. Yeah. If you do not have a named intro, there's a good chance you're just going to get wiped out. Yeah, no, if I was guaranteed a named intro and a cool superpower, I think I could make it for like a minute and then I'm gone again. I want to point out, this isn't like an Attack on Titan kind of thing where it's like, oh, anybody can die. This is just like... A wow, bunch look of at that extras nameless... in the background die. Like it's like, oh boy, there's that guy that mugged Leo and was a general jackass. Oh, you oh, know, he's dead. you know who does survive? Hmm. Um, the the woman at the burger place. She in like like three different occasions. She, she should have died, and yet she did. She's the unluckiest person in that city. Oh like, man, uh, I can't remember her name at the moment, but she runs a little diner that Leo uh goes to all the time. That building I don't even was destroyed. Three or four times. And it's always rebelled. It's always rebelled. It's fine. Which makes me think that, yeah, it's magic. Yeah, it's kind of um, I don't know. Uh, the next, well, Did you have anything else you want to kind of cover? Um, uh, I think I, I think it's time to, we can just like veer towards the plot of season one because that's most of what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so before we get season... into the plot. Oh, okay, so I was just going to say plot. one last thing. Uh, just one that little comment uh, on these characters. This is a very ensemble cast, uh, and there's a bunch of side characters that we'll probably mention as we kind of go through this, uh, the plot uh, synopsis. Yeah, I mean, there's the main bad guy dude who we didn't talk about, but there's... Yeah, but we're, we'll get to him in the, in the plot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because the series is very um, episodic and introduces all these little side characters. It does. All of them are pretty All of them are pretty great. Like there's the I, adorable little man who loves burgers. Yeah, I think the last thing I just want to say before we get in the plot is... I. I know not every character gets their big moment in the sun in the, the first season, but I ended up leave, like liking each of the characters just yeah, kind of individually. That's, that's something I also agree with is is that I, I ended up really enjoying all the different characters and they were very fun to watch, um, which made me very sad at the end of season one. So let's get started oh, with yeah. the plot. Um, oh boy, let's do it. All right. <laughs> oh God, Drew's gone. Um, we have we have forced him to leave. Um, so <laughs> season one, the main plot is around these two characters black and white and they have real fucking names so i'm just going to call them black and white from now until eternity so when mm. the collapse happened there a big barrier was made by a bunch of like wizards i can only describe them as wizards no um, that's that's accurate i think even the series is like <laughs> i think they're like described as spell casters they're called casters they're basically using whatever word they can to say not wizards <laughs> yeah yeah they're basically wizards uh set up a barrier to protect the city to like contain the collapse to manhattan mm-hmm. basically um and during it a lot of upheaval happened things blew up and during that black and white who were like basically like mid-teenagers at the time um were sort of caught up in this mess because their parents were also there i don't know how they ended up there but so they uh so they come from a family that deals with different seal like sealing techniques yeah um and so they were there and I believe the, so. The parents are there to stop it, and they were trying to seal it. And the whole thing kind of comes into a buckle, and I believe they they die because it just kind of it's too much. I'm trying to remember, the parents, the, the just parents die. die. They just die in an explosion. I think it's because something. the collapse is like giving out so much energy that they're trying to like seal it. Yeah, and so in um, in like a desperate gambit, I don't know who does it. I don't know if Black does it, or I don't know if her parents do it. But um, White ends up becoming a part of the barrier well because if you remember uh she dies she, during that portion i'm trying to remember what tells me that she dies the, well this is the thing the the whole point with black and white um who uh, i'll just kind of briefly mention they are kind of portrayed as like side characters at the beginning of the series and then yeah. slowly become like 
super important. Like yeah, I said, they get more relevant as you go. <laughs> it starts very episodic, and you may be like, "Oh, is this just like a cool like adventure thing?" Like, no, there is a plot. It just takes a while to get going. Yeah, um, yeah. But I believe she dies, and her parents save her by making her part of the seal. Because as long as the seal is alive, so she is alive. Where? When did she die? At what point? Like where? Uh, I. Th- I don't remember if they actually show her dying. I remember there is like a cut of her laying in, on the floor bleeding. Like right. it's, it's that shot of her holding the gun and she's just bleeding out. Oh, so I think okay. she must have gotten attacked or something. Yeah, something uh, like that. And I can't remember the exact specific, but yeah, she and does. So and so then... now White as Barrier Girl is wandering yep. around the city. Um, and then she runs across her brother who says, don't come near me. I, I That was another thing I didn't quite get. But so... And then, uh, and, and then Black becomes possessed by an elder vampire. That's basically yeah. it. And basically, like, as part of the bargain, he says, "Don't hurt White." Yeah, it it it's basically the collapse is. Um, you don't actually, I don't think, ever find out what started the collapse. That's kind of the big mystery of the show of like yeah. what actually caused this. But one of the things that happened during it was there's these character, these creatures called blood breeds, which are basically vampires, but they have like. They're the kind of anime vampires of we can just fucking do whatever because yeah, we're vampires. They, like that's why I call them elder vampires. They're that's what they are. Uh, and, bas- and basically, uh, so one of them escapes and is, I believe, going to possess Black, and then sees White come over, and like I think the moment is is that if he kills White, he'll just re- unleash the collapse again. So he says, "Look, don't hurt her, and I'll let you possess me." So you can keep living kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's kind of the deal. Yeah, that's the deal. And so that was the deal that was struck. Um, um, and this is it's uh, I guess it's yeah. like it. So so it kind of comes to the head, comes to a head. Um, and the main character like Leo, uh, Leo meets white and becomes friends with her and meets black, figures out he's an elder vampire. And then everything hits shit hits the fan, which happens every fucking day in that town. But um, and so. Uh, Leo like has to go in and kind of save the day, but he doesn't actually, he doesn't like punch anyone to save the day. He just like shows up and it, by the way, there's a lot of fighting in between. Um, yeah. So. To, to kind of fill in what, from what Zach's saying is that, um, all of this stuff happens three years before Leo actually enters the city. Uh, and it's one of those, as we said, it's very episodic, but it also, it does actually do a pretty good job, um, if you're if you're paying attention yo god of spring of sprinkling these bits in like it says hey you know the collapse happened three years ago it's like oh weird white you entered the hospital three years ago due to like heart condition and yeah. anytime the seals are attacked you'll know it cuts away to white yeah kind of gripping your chest and yeah so, yeah that's that's something i oh. noticed in, in post and so so white goes to the uh so so leo shows up and then he, he basically convinces the other vampire to go away i don't know what he did he basically so said like one... other vampire you still have hope in your heart and then the other vampire's like, yeah i do and he goes away and i'm well, like all right whatever and so black comes back and then uses the last of white it's like mm-hmm. life force to reseal the barrier and so white finally dies and the barrier is re reseal. yeah uh to kind of explain that bit the the elder vampire thing is uh is the very classic he's lived forever and just kind of wants to die and he can't die kind of thing oh i didn't quite get that as much calamity but he always and i think the hope is that one day he'll be free of this uh so he thinks the collapse will help him do that so Mm -hmm. at the very in the very end part um and it's very weird because for as well as 
the whole series is one of the things I always find it kind of didn't do well and it might do well depending on how you feel about it is it doesn't always explain some of the more out there bits yeah you get like nothing on it and just like well okay you kind of have to piece it together so uh he wants to die he's possessed black um and when he kills white uh it's because he's he's unseen in the collapse but what leo does at the end is gives all right i forgot he kills he kills white like it's just a scene where he has a gun to her chest and then pop and then yeah it's really upsetting actually it is a super upsetting scene (laughs) it's like oh oh, that was a character i really liked and just gone whoop gone Um, well she does show up again to die again she does and and leo basically what leo does is basically gives uh the elder vampire and black his vision where he can see white because he can see oh right uh remember leo doesn't just see in his world he sees through all worlds and all barriers kind of right right um, so he sees white and it kind of comes to the realization that no, she may be gone, but she's still there. So, uh, he is able to, um, separate the vampire from black and then white uses some of her life force to keep black alive. And that's how they end that series. And there's the big heart wrenching moment of Leo. Like I could, I was trying so hard to save everybody and I failed. And then Klaus is like, no, you did exactly what you could do. You saved the city, Leo. You're a hero. It was like, no, God. Yeah, no. And like, admittedly, like Leo has a very fun emotional moment where he's like laughing and crying and happy and sad at the same time. Um, And it was just Uh, weird. He was just like, he was, he was, he was like, he was having a moment. And I was just like, damn, Leo. (laughs) Um, And two things I'll say about that. One, there are probably details on this ending that we did not get right. Oh, yeah. Um. And as I said, this is because it likes to deal with like what I guess be called super high level magic stuff and just sometimes doesn't really give a hard like explanation for what's happening. You kind of have to interpret it. Yeah, there's some interpretation Um, going on. uh, And two, one of the things it does super well throughout the entire series, but here kind of exemplifies is it does character emotions very well. Yes, it does. Holy crap. The emotions on characters are great. Every character is like how do i put this you would expect from a series where it's like oh we're fighting demons and otherworldly things and you know the tone and look you're kind of serious but then every single character is kind of a goofball oh yeah like and, i do love that about it and i love how they how all the characters they're just used to this this is just the normal for them and mm-hmm. they've like adjusted to it very very well like i'll say this zach when i say the words blood blockade battlefront you must think this is going to be the edgiest shit in the world yeah i can but it really it really doesn't like end up being that way. It's like, yeah, what a bunch of losers. Yeah, sometimes like, you think even Klaus is kind of a loser. All right, <laughs> they keep cutting into him playing like a video game. Um, but what I was gonna say is that in this scene and kind of throughout the whole thing is they're very expressive and very emotional characters, and it's really nice to see these characters kind of go through the whole range of emotions. Even like characters who are super stoic looking right. will have their moments of doubt or joy or sadness yeah um i i've noticed god damn it I, i'm just reminded of a like leo is very expressive which is why i like him and i think zap is also really expressive which is why you see those two a bunch mm-hmm. um but i just remember there was a scene towards the end where there's a giant like piece of rubble falling mm-hmm. towards the earth and it's gonna hit leo and then chain literally teleports to him goes well can't save you see you later and then teleports away yeah <laughs> I remember. It was like, wow, Chain. Uh, okay, Chain, thanks. Uh, you find out later what her power actually is. 
in the in the episode in season two and it's mm-hmm. like ah this makes sense now yeah like as far as i can tell all she can she can like teleport um uh do you want an explanation are you gonna no I'll, i'm probably gonna watch season two um, okay um so so, so one thing i do want to mention about the the show and the plot i got is um here is my feminist critique of blood bucket battlefront this is a show okay. for boys and men it it is a show yeah, about can... and for boys and men and it's very obvious because th- every female character at least in season one is either a side character or a plot instrument mm. So this is kind of where I'd say I, I can see I can totally see that and yeah this is very much a uh, this is a shonen this is for boys um, yeah I think it I wouldn't say like every char- like female character is inconsequential um, um, I I won't say because, inconsequential I, I I'm saying that they're side characters that they are yeah they are I, less they are of lesser importance to the male characters that exist on the show yeah uh, you know what? I actually would agree and I don't want to I agree with that but I like. I'm not saying any of the characters are bad or that the show oh, like, yeah, no. is trying and, to be like, and, and to like clarify, misogynistic. It's just like so the characters who get the spotlight in this one are very clearly like it's, these are like kind of the first runners up. It um, is I I thought like I thought White was gonna have more impact and have more agency in this show and she just mm-hmm. didn't. Um That's uh if I had to give this series one down. like big critique on it, is that White uh is introduced very early in the series. Yep. And you would kind of expect her to to kind of keep showing up in, and in more capacity. Um, and she does. She does show up and she has these, uh, I think, very kind of cute moments with Leo yeah. as the series goes on. Uh, but basically... she is, she's kind of more there as like the love interest until the series actually gets going, at which point then she has to like start making these decisions up until then. But they don't really give her the agency until like... Maybe like the seventy five percent mark. Yeah, she doesn't really do anything until that point, and even because, at that point, she makes like maybe one decision. Well, uh, here's my argument against that: is that remember her, her whole flashback episode? Right. Yes, I remember that she, detour. She is a character in a family of like super powered like espers. There we go. They were called espers. Uh, no, they were Who, called casters. Were they called casters? They were called casters in the the sub I was watching. Well then, they're as, I don't know what they're called. Anything but wizards. Yeah, anything but wizards. Yeah. Um, she's a in a she's a member of a magical family that cannot use magic, and her kind of internal conflict is uh, her brother is exceptionally gifted, but just he doesn't want to use his gifts, and she's extremely motivated, but doesn't have any of these gifts. Yeah. Um, and so you can kind of ex- you can kind of see where. Uh, her character in the beginning doesn't do much because she's already feeling pretty like down about oh yeah my brother's like possessed like this evil kind of thing yeah and it's I, a very depressing sort of story and you know because of my weakness i let this happen but i do agree with you zach um it, it's like i kind of wish the female characters especially in the cast got to do more yeah uh, and i think season two actually does fix a lot of that okay um, that's good that's good we're because, getting more <laughs> so here, here's what i'd say chain and kk uh, are the two female characters that I think in season one were kind of just there to be there. Right. Well, I mean, they there have... were there were some male characters that were also just there to be there. Yeah. Um, those two have probably two of my favorite episodes in season two. They're oh, that's, a lot of fun. That's excellent. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, although the main, the female villain got an episode in season one, which was a very funny episode. Okay. So <laughs> she is very clearly what's her unhinged. Name? I don't remember. I don't remember. She's the pink-haired girl. And yeah, there's the, the two, there's girl. Fempt, and there's the 
pink-haired girl who I really thought were going to be playing bigger roles in this story. No, they, they don't. I. It's the it's thing a, is, they they come off as like they they basically come off as a pair of the Joker, but they don't come off as like main villains. They come off more as like rabble rousers and like devil may care sort of i don't give a fuck like yeah they've they have passed the insanity point into being like almost incompetent aren't they both blood breeds i, I think they are aren't they, they might be which is or, funny because what? they don't seem to give a fuck yeah i do like how they call them blood breeds it's like that you mean vampires like no blood breeds you mean vampires, vampires? yeah that's oh yeah yeah uh there's femt uh dog hummer i don't remember her name anyway yeah Wait, i actually really is it like... just vivian no vivian vivian is the the lady who runs the uh the burger place the diner yeah yeah um i will say uh her the the pink haired girl's villain's character uh she has one of my favorite episodes and she's the one that does the whole my boyfriend's a cool demon but i hate the way he looks let me just go stick him in somebody else i'm sure they she don't mind like she hits like extra levels of insane sometimes it's yeah um and the thing is, is that, like, she's shown as being, like, I don't know, she she has a very typical sort of, like, very good at one particular job. But so so that's something I, I felt about it. The other thing that I guess I would have maybe a criticism, it just creeped me out, was the weird, very close to incest vibe between those siblings. I, mm. I was like, these siblings are getting way too close. Like, this is uncomfortably close. Well, th- that may be, a mi- your mileage may vary. Yeah. Um. I got that they were very close and that was mostly because white comes off as like hyper protective of black who is borderline. Listen, black, you're borderline useless. Yeah, right? he is. <laughs> he is unfortunately borderline useless. Um, so I, I guess I don't share that. I, I didn't get that vibe. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I pretty much on the whole, I actually really liked everything on this show. Like the animation was great. Uh, the music was fantastic. I listened to the soundtrack a lot. Like, all right, did you like the Persona 5 soundtrack? I did. You should listen to the Blockade Battlefront soundtrack. Oh, it has a I very found her. similar vibe. I found her. She's, like, listed really high up in the, the casting list. Uh, Allegura. Allegura? Allegura. Yeah, all right, then. Oh, my God, she is. She's one of the 13 Vampire Kings. What? <laughs> uh, so I guess this is the part, since we talked about the plot, the characters, uh, I guess we'll wrap this up with so many, any more final thoughts we had in the series. Um, I'll start off. Did you notice how uh, fucking insane the attack names were in this series? Oh yeah, they were fucking. They were they were just like everywhere. Uh, they would like. There's like a, a three second sequence of one of Klaus's move, and all it's doing is printing out the name, like the letters of this attack. It's like this has to end at some point, doesn't it? It's just it's fucking nuts. I think it's called. I think his big one's called Brain Grid Blood Form. Uh, brain, brain grid blood technique form 999 unbreakable cross yeah it's it's like it, fuck you again the you names of the show go all the way to the to the crazy town uh let me ask you what was your what do you think were some of your favorite episodes um hmm i honestly what? i liked i liked z's longest day part one and part two those were very fun episodes um I enjoyed the chess game a lot. <laughs> I actually, I, I like that. It one. was nuts. Uh huh. Like it, it went weird places. Um, uh, but it was mm. just fucking weird. Yeah, that one's very <laughs> weird. Uh, I like that one. Uh, I did like Z's Longest Day. Uh, I liked the hamburger ones. The hamburger one was, was great. <laughs> was it a two parter or a one? I think it was just a one parter. 
But basically, Leo runs into this guy, this little mushroom guy, who's really, really into hamburgers. And he's like, hey, man, give me a cheeseburger. Uh, And, oh, I think the episode was called Don't Forget to Forget Me. Because whenever this little mushroom guy gets scared, he releases this toxin that make that causes everybody to have amnesia, including himself. It's like, what a stupid defense mechanism. Yeah, like everyone forgets what happened, which but is a little weird. Very, it has this really sad moment of like, oh, this is like Leo's one one friend, and now they don't remember each other. Yeah, it's this, it's this little weird alien boy's best bud, and now no one remembers the relationship. Um, well, they, I think at the end they they imply that they do become friends again. Yeah, the, like, oh. yeah, they, they become friends again, and the burgers are once again given to the little weird alien boy. Did you want to? Ha- did you want to eat a burger after that episode? I did. I kind of like, did, but I was also damn. I, I could use a cheeseburger. I was also late at good. night, so I wasn't as hot on getting a burger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was that is that is my opinion of Blood Bucket like Battlefront. We talked a lot about it. We did. Yeah. Uh, I'm one thing I don't know if I got it. You did enjoy the series. I did enjoy it. I super much enjoyed it. I'm I'm uh, very likely to watch another season of it. Um, although I am kind of waiting for Crunchyroll to re- to like fully release all of uh, I-, I don't know if they've released what is the show? Um, Agent Magus Bride. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Once they season, are done with part, season one of that, part one of that, that is all out. Episodes one through twelve are all out. Uh, so is all of uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront. Is it? Is that the is that the, the first season? Yes. Okay. Uh, cool. So two questions. Uh, the first part, because remember, anime does the thing of like uh, a season is basically split up into two parts of twelve episodes. Right. Uh, part one of Ancient Magus Bride is one through twelve. That is all up on Crunchyroll right now. If people are, and maybe we can talk about that later. Uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront <clears throat> is uh, currently and Blood Blockade and Beyond. That's part two. Are oh all God. on Crunchyroll. If people are so inclined to yep. go check that out, yeah. So those should. those are both again. Blood Bucket Battlefront is a good show. Uh, Ancient Magic Bride. I have heard very good things about it, and I definitely want to go check it out. Oh man! Well, I I am currently watching that. Maybe we'll maybe when you're finished with that, we'll uh, we'll do another, another one of these. Another <laughs> one of these bonus round. Bonus round. Fight. All right, everybody. Do we have to fight now? Uh, no, no, oh, don't. Geez. Don't worry about it. I will use my brain grid blood form 18, 13, 14 and a half. Uh, I'll, it's the end of the podcast technique. Oh, shit. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for letting us ramble about this. We will catch you around. Yep. All right. Adam. Goodbye. Later.